You know, Brooke, I gotta tell you, I really admire the way you stand up for yourself. Thank you. I refuse to back down when people turn my magnets upside down. So watch out. <sighs> Leave it to you to find a way for me to take back what I say. That's so nice. <laughs> but obviously, I'm just reflecting on the queens that I personally know who aren't afraid to clap back at haters like mm. you and Taylor Swift. Ah, uh, yes. Your bestie Tay-Tay. Mm-hmm. She is definitely a clapback queen, I will say. Yeah, and this week, she's had to respond to a well-known musician who shared his doubts on whether she does her own songwriting. I know. It's absolutely wild. And the Swifties are not going to stand for it. Like, that dude Mm -mm. did not stand a chance. Yeah, it's almost like, maybe don't speak of what you do not know. What? From Wondery, (laughs) I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. It's Thursday, January 27th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. Richies, you know we love to shop, so it's only fitting that today's sponsor is Saks.com. Saks.com is the perfect place to find new style inspiration. Yeah, Saks.com has everything for your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for brunch, a bright Chloe blazer for that job interview, or Stodd's gold cowboy boots for a concert. These are all such different vibes, and literally all vibes I would love to be a part of, so that's fun. Oh, (laughs) yeah, definitely. So find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Sax.com. Sax.com. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code AUDIO to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code AUDIO at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code AUDIO. Here's the thing. If you come for Taylor Swift's songwriting, you're going to learn very quickly how to, one, apologize, and two, keep your mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And that's a lesson musician Damon Albarn learned this week when he took a big dig at Taylor and her songwriting abilities in an L.A. Times article that was published Sunday. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Damon was the lead singer of the 90s British rock band Blur, but he's probably best known as the co-creator of the wildly successful virtual group Gorillaz. And Damon sat down with pop music critic Michael Wood for the interview. And at one point, Michael asked Damon if a lot of modern musicians are relying on sound and attitude. 
Yeah, and then so Damon responds, name me someone who's not. So the interviewer names Taylor Swift and calls her an excellent songwriter. Then Damon drops a bomb and says, she doesn't write her own songs, which is a really bold statement, especially if you're not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. What? So then Michael responds by saying that Taylor co-writes some of them, which that's not a great argument, sir. You clearly don't know also. Yeah. Like, she's known for songwriting. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. And then Damon doubles down and says, that doesn't count. I know what co-writing is. Co-writing is very different to writing. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. I don't know why, but this gives me big vibes of being like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of this artist. And they're like, okay, name every single song they've ever sung. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Does that happen to you a lot? <sighs> People wish. <laughs> it's just like he's arguing semantics here. Well, and it's like, who are you to say whether or not co-writing counts? Like, right? why I mean, are you the arbiter of all things <laughs> when it comes to whether or not you're a co-writing musician or you're a writing musician? Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Anyway, we all know Taylor. <laughs> and she, like us, is not going to put up with this bullshit. So after the LA Times dropped a tweet about the interview, which of course included a snippet of Damon's dig at Taylor, she clapped the hell back. Yeah, so Taylor tweeted the day after the article was published, and she tagged Damon, which I love when people just outright tag each other. Tagging is so I cool. love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she wrote, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really effed up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. And because Taylor loves a good comeback, she said, P.S., I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. And then she did that, like, squint eye emoji, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I don't necessarily understand the emoji. I don't I don't know what that means. <laughs> but I do love the addition to the tweet, though. Yeah, she came. She saw. She conquered. She did. She did. So, obviously, she's not having any of it. And she's not the only one who was pissed off and wanted to give Damon a talking to. Others in the music industry jumped in to defend Taylor, starting yeah. with Dolly Parton, who, mm. honestly, are you really trying to get on Dolly's bad side? How stupid are you? <laughs> um, so in an interview with Hollywood Life, Dolly addresses how Damon dismissed co-writing. Yeah, so she says, it's not true. When you co-write a song, you work just as hard. Sometimes you work harder with a co-writer because you want to be sure to do your part. And then she added, but with Taylor, she's a great writer, with or without anybody. And then Anton Desner, who collaborated with Taylor on her albums Evermore and Folklore, tweeted, Not sure why you, at Damon Albarn, would try to discredit Taylor's brilliant songwriting, but as someone who has gotten to press record around her, your statements couldn't be further from the truth. You're obviously completely clueless as to her actual writing and work process. And then another Taylor collaborator, musician and producer Jack Antonoff, said, I've never met Damon Albarn, and he's never been to my studio, but apparently he knows more than the rest of us about all those songs Taylor writes and brings in. If you were there, cool, go off. If not, maybe shut the F up. I just gotta say, I hope someday I'm successful enough that everyone sucks my ass like this. <laughs> well, I just, I'm still truly flabbergasted that Damon would speak to something he doesn't know. 
Yeah. Like, it's just so snarky. It's like one of those things. It's like those holier-than-thou attitudes when you believe Very yourself much. to be a true artist. And, yeah. like, don't believe pop music is that. It kind of has that feeling to it. I obviously don't know for sure, but. Well, I mean, granted, I know it's, you know, it's an article, so who knows what was said outside. But the right. way that it's framed, his responses when he's talking about his, like, piano performances or whatever, mm-hmm. he really does, it does seem like he thinks he's better than everyone else. And yeah. it's like, just because your standard of music is this doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean it's wrong. Like, that's right. the whole point of music. Yeah, it's subjective, completely. And for the record, jumping on with all these other people that have worked with her, Taylor <laughs> doesn't just co-write some of her songs. She's the sole writer on 54 of her songs. Yeah. And to be clear, she has a songwriting credit on every single one of her songs. So she's right. writing them solely, 54 of them, and then all the rest, she's also a writer on them. Yeah. And I mean, it's old news that her third studio album, Speak Now, was all her, which was the album that she did in response to the criticism that she wasn't a skilled songwriter and was (laughs) leaning on her co-writers. She wanted to prove them wrong, and she did. Yeah. And I mean, of course, some of her songs are co-written. Like, that's the music industry. It's called collaboration. Look it up. Um, And in fact... In his interview, Damon goes out of his way to praise Billie Eilish, saying a really interesting songwriter is Billie Eilish and her brother, which is very hypocritical because Billie mm-hmm. co-writes her songs with her brother Phineas, which he literally yeah. said. Yeah. Billie Eilish and <laughs> her brother. I know. Literally, you're naming two people for writing. That's very yeah. ironic. So after people came to Taylor's defense... And Taylor clapped back with authority. Damon, of course, had to do that fun little backstroke. <laughs> um, I mean, he painted himself into a totally foot and mouth and biased corner. And he apologized. Right. So he actually replied to Taylor's tweet and said, I totally agree with you. I had a conversation about songwriting. And sadly, it was reduced to clickbait, which again... We don't know. We weren't there. Right. It's tough to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he fesses up saying, I apologize unreservedly and unconditionally. The last thing I would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand. Yeah. Translation, I'm sick of all the people coming for me. (laughs) Yeah. And they're coming swift. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Flawless. And because the music industry and the world is problematic and sexist, this, of course, is not the first time that Taylor's had to handle this kind of thing. I mean, she's had her fair share of absolute shit thrown at her. Mm-hmm. But she does always stand up for herself. And yeah. you got to love her for it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as a female artist, she specifically has to deal with a lot of sexist questions or assumptions about her life in music. I mean, who's asking Harry Styles about his songwriting? Right. So uh, this is crazy. Before her 30th birthday in 2019, a reporter asked Taylor if she was going to settle down and have kids. And she, of course, shut that shit down real quick, saying, Mm -hmm. I really do not think men are asked that question when they turn 30. So I'm not going to answer that question now. Mm -hmm. And last year, the Netflix series Ginny and Georgia made a joke at Taylor's expense when a character said, you go through men faster than Taylor Swift. (laughs) Taylor, of course, was not having that either. She tweeted, Mm -mm. hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horseshit as funny? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was her favorite show until then. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. (laughs) She's like, damn it, I can't watch a show anymore. It's my favorite. I feel like, though, we can all agree that questioning her songwriting is over and done. Yeah. laid out, let's move on. 
Like, I feel like men aren't getting the same kind of treatment in the music no. industry. They're not getting the same kind of treatment in any industry. Let's be well really said. honest here. Well said. Like, it's, yeah. I'm going to become a reporter just to ask men these stupid questions. That's my <laughs> life's mission now. <laughs> I honestly don't know why that's not happening. Like, on the red carpet, I want it to be like, ooh, you're 32. When are you settling down? Where are your children? Wait, did we just think of our next gig? Nobody steal that. From Wondery, <laughs> I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. <laughs> and I'm Brooke Ziffrin. This is Rich and Daily. See you tomorrow, Richies. Listen to Rich and Daily on Amazon Music or on your Alexa-enabled device. Just ask Alexa, play the Rich and Daily podcast. And tell your friends we've got the hot goss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's gonna win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's gonna be backlash about that. Oh, I'm just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.